0: Hi, I'm Debbie Jordadis. Welcome, Welcome to my, to my show, show. I'm America Can We talk. talk? Today, Today we're, going we're going to talk about, Obama about Obamagate, justice for all, for all. what Obama, what Obama knew, and knew and when, Lieutenant General, General Michael Flynn, Flynn. the left fury, and, and the GOP's flop, and Adam, Adam Schiff's demonic dishonesty. dishonesty. And of, and of course, course, I'll tell you, I'll you why the these stories matter, matter to you. you. Stay tuned. I
1: am a debbie georgett's host of america can we talk is an author attorney and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the american political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth
0: and welcome, and welcome back, back to, america to america can we, can we talk, talk, talk to today's first five i'm debbie, debbie georgett washington is just exploding with, with news related, related to, to the, the entire trump, trump russia collusion, collusion hoax and all the things attached, attached to it, to it. But in particular, particular, the decision decision by the Department of Justice Justice to drop drop charges against against Lieutenant General General Michael Flynn. Flynn. Because, because documents, documents were, were released last, last week that were, that were part of the secret, secret depositions, depositions taken by the, by the House Com- Judiciary, Committee, Judiciary Committee, and, and that, they, that were, they were finally released, not really because, because they wanted to release them, them but because, because actually, Intelligence, Intelligence Committee, they were, they were forced to release them then, um, because, because the, the Acting, acting DNI Director Grinnell said, said to Adam, Adam Schiff, if you don't release these, I will. So documents now out there. spreading spreading around around a very, very very different story about about how how much evidence evidence the Democrats in the the House House had How much evidence evidence the FBI and and DOJ had that justified going going after Lieutenant General General Michael Flynn and and more awareness for the the first time that the president, the then president of the United States, Barack Obama, Obama, was very very much in in the the know, at the very least, least, very 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 much in the know of the decisions inside the FBI to try to go after Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and, in fact, concerns about whether he is actually to be viewed as one of the people involved in cooking up this but, to, start to start with, I have, I have a clip by, by the, uh, the um, attorney, attorney for Lieutenant General, General Michael Flynn. Flynn. The, attorney the attorney for Flynn, Flynn
2: um, is, um, is a Sidney uh, on the, the show before, before and, and she spoke in a, a, um, a press, press conference. So, so I have a clip I, clip sent, I sent to the to very, very wonderful Matt, Matt giving him, uh, giving him uh, so he so can play for you, this little clip by Sidney Powell and her comments about Obama's knowledge and involvement.
0: And set up within the FBI, Clapper, Brennan, and in the Oval Office so meeting that day th- with President Obama. So you think this goes all the way up to the top to President Obama? Absolutely. Okay, okay there you, you have it. it. She's, She's actually, actually saying, saying she, she, who is Sidney Powell, Powell, the, the attorney General Michael Klan, really, really clear, clear. Sidney Powell is, is someone who makes accusations, accusations or, statements or, or statements cavalierly. She's, She's a very, a very you read, you read her books, books very thorough in her preparation. Very earnest, very clear, never overstates her case. And she's saying this goes all the way to Obama. This whole knowledge of cooking up the reason, the prosecution of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn for, as we now know, a basic lie, cooked up a lie to get him. I want to also have you play, because this is becoming just extremely a a, a great concern to the Democrats, to the American left, President Obama had a conference call with Democrat kind of supporters, Democrat donor types, and supposedly a little bit of this call was leaked to the press, but actually it seems very obvious he's wanted this released, this statement by Obama talking about how dangerous it is that the DOJ dropped charges against Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Here's a clip of what Obama had to say.
3: The the degree to which... Uh, The news uh, over the last 24 hours, I think, has been somewhat downplayed about uh, the Justice Department dropping uh, charges against Michael Flynn and the fact that there is no precedent that anybody can find for uh, someone who's been charged with perjury uh, just Getting off scot-free uh, that's the kind of stuff where you you begin to uh, get worried that basic not just institutional norms but uh, our, our basic understanding of, of rule of law uh, is 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 uh, is at risk and you know when you start Moving in those directions, um, it can accelerate pretty quickly, uh, as we've seen in, in, in other places. So uh, I am hoping that all of you feel the same sense of urgency that I do. Uh, you know, I, Whenever I've campaigned, I've always said, ah, this is the most important election, especially, obviously, when I was on the ballot, that always feels like it's the most important election. This one, I'm not on the ballot, but I am, I am uh, pretty darn invested. We got we got to make this happen,
0: friends. I want to make clear how serious this is. We're going I'm gonna wrap up the first five because I just want to tease the subject today, and then we'll turn in the next segment to much more detail about this. But the American left is rattled. The American left is deeply, deeply rattled. They cannot figure out what to do. Let me make clear. They had no idea that everything they were cooking up would ever be uncovered. The Obama team, all of his pals inside the FBI and DOJ, they all thought that everything they were ever doing, everything they were plotting, every communication they had would never make it anywhere, that you would simply have no reason, would ever get out, so they... They continue what they were doing. And even after to make really clear with this, this uh, conversation we'll be talking about in a moment. This relates to when President Trump had won the election. He's going to take office January 20th, but we're still early January of 2017. Obama's still president. He's inside the Oval Office. And I'll tease by ending this first five by saying this. What became very obvious to everyone over the weekend is that Obama was in up to his knees or maybe even was up to his eyeballs in at least knowledge, if not complicity, in all that the FBI was doing in trying to target and frame Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. This is what the left is concerned about. Is what Sidney Powell is talking about. It is what President Obama is now deeply alarmed about. He's trying to get the message out to his base look he's claiming that it was unprecedented for the DOJ to drop charges once someone pled guilty to perjury which is patently absurd it's just he doesn't even know what he's talking about but worse than that or more than that it is President Obama trying to convey this is panic time folks we are going to be uncovered here. We've got huge problems coming down the pike this year in 2020, prior to the elections. And you, my base, you, this is Obama speaking to his base. You, my base, you got to be on top of this. you got to be defending me because big bad things are coming down the line. This is a major, major rattling of forces inside the, the Democrat Party at the highest levels. And I will talk more in the next segment about this. But this is a really important time to understand the last point I'll make in this first five. We do not in our country take lightly the idea of prosecuting anyone. Well, the DOJ took very lightly the idea of prosecuting Lieutenant General Michael Flynn for doing nothing wrong. But we do not in our country do the kind of things that are normally attributed to a third world banana republic or deeply repressive totalitarian countries where once you have a new leader come in, you have the prosecutors dive in and try to find a basis to arrest and convict The previous head of the country we don't do that in this country we don't have a new election happen and then turn and try to prosecute and jail the previous president this is obviously not something that we would ever do even in the case of maybe some mild wrongdoing undercover under um being uncovered but you have people in this country you have conservatives in this country saying hey look Maybe Obama knew more than we thought. Maybe he was more involved than we thought. But you can't get in there and say, we're going to actually consider investigating and possibly prosecuting a former president. You have conservatives saying this, saying, we just don't want to do this. It's too unseemly. But I have to tell you, folks, depending on what the investigation uncovers, depending on what we figure out, what Obama knew and when he knew it. Depending on what we find out, if we want to ever say we have a rule of law in this country, again, that the rule of law, that blind justice actually still applies in this country, we cannot say, except, of course, for former presidents. Or except, of course, for a former president who happens to be America's first black president, because then you may have a lot of racial tension created. We cannot abandon the rule of law in the case such as this, in which what was really happening inside the FBI and DOJ is actually considered by many people actual treason. It was the effort to overthrow the duly elected president of this country. That's what they were doing. That's why they went after Flynn. So the idea that we're going to say, well, you know, everybody else might be possibly prosecuted. You know, we have Brennan and, and all sorts of people you can r- run through the laundry list but we can't touch Obama because he's a former president we don't do that or because we may have too much social unrest or racial unrest. We cannot agree to that. We cannot agree to setting any precedent that a president can be involved with the FBI and the DOJ and the CIA and aware that they are trying to use those offices, those national law enforcement agencies to take down a duly elected president. We cannot say that we're gonna let that go in the interest of decorum, in the interest of, well, we don't wanna be seen as petty. If, it, if, if President Obama was as complicit as it appears may be possible, there is no way we can decide he's above the law, he cannot be prosecuted. Every single person involved in this unbelievable mess that is now finally apparently coming to the surface must be assessed, reviewed, if crimes are committed, they need to make a presentation to a grand jury, get an indictment, and move forward. You cannot say the rule of law is not going to apply to certain people for any reasons, or else you have no rule of law at all. And that, my friends, is today's first five. You know, folks, this is just that, um, you know—it's it's hard to overstate. You, in fact, I don't think you can overstate how um, rattled everyone is inside Washington D.C. related to all of this. Um, exposure of Obama, uh, uh, fully aware, apparently fully aware of what the DOJ and FBI were trying to do to Michael Flynn and uh, complicit in this information coming out about that. Now there, there is, there is just terror quaking in the boots at the highest levels of the DNC thinking, how do we handle this? What do we do? Because right now, U.S. Attorney Durham and Attorney General Barr, they are zeroing in on everybody involved in this coup. Everybody involved in this attempt to take down the president, and that may include very high-ranking Democrats. There is great fear inside the Democrat Party right now, not just because they don't want their icon, former President Obama, to have anything further besmirch his record, It's not just protecting him. They fear the results of the fall elections are going to be swayed once the American people understand how complicit high levels of the Democrat Party were in this effort to take down the president of the united states so i want to turn out so president trump was in the white house and he was asked a question by a reporter sitting there i want to ask matt the wonderful to play that uh that interview answer president trump was answering a question in the white house he was actually with uh the the um, governor of texas governor abbott happened to be there talking about COVID 19 but these are questions this is president trump's answer to what do we do now that we realize uh, that obama apparently was heavily involved here is donald trump
2: uh, he was an innocent man, he is a uh, great gentleman, he was targeted by the Obama administration, and he was targeted in order to try and take down a president. And what they've done is a disgrace, and I hope a big price is going to be paid. The Obama administration Justice Department was a disgrace, and they got caught, they got caught. Very dishonest people, but much more than dishonest treason. It's treason. So I'm very happy for General Flynn. He was a uh, a great warrior, and he still is a great warrior. Now, in my book, he's an even greater warrior.
0: Who would you like to see pay a price for this?
2: Oh, the people should pay a big price for what they've done to this country. They should pay a big price. And uh, their partner, very complicit, is a thing called the media. The media is totally guilty, and all of those writers and so-called journalists they're not journalists they're thieves all of those journalists that received a pulitzer prize should be forced to give those pulitzer prizes back because they were all wrong there was no because if you saw today more documents came out saying there was absolutely no collusion with russia came out very loud and clear
0: Okay, so there is President Trump talking with people in the White House. And he's used two words, which are rarely used. He's used the word treason. He also tweeted out later the word Obamagate. And, you know, I have to tell you that many people in our country will say, I'm tired of all these scandals. I'm tired of the next something gate. I'm tired of all we do is investigate each other. But people, you have to realize what this has done. I'm going to remind you again President Trump was elected in in the 2016 elections, took office in 2017 on a massive, massive, you know, sea change policy of saying we're not going to continue the American path over the cliff towards socialism, over the cliff toward destruction of our country's military, over the cliff of abandoning borders, over the cliff of abandoning American sovereignty, and bringing, and we're going to, he ran on a, on a radical, but yet very simple pro-American message, you make America great again. It was make America America again. That's what President Trump ran on. So he ran on reversing pretty much everything the Obama administration did and more so reversing the, the uh, just astonishing, breathtaking uh Attempt of the Obama administration to move, as he said, the fundamental transformation to transform this country from a country rooted in liberty and the guarantee of the rule of law and rooted in freedom and free markets and American sovereignty and American goodness and greatness. President Trump ran all of that and it was all totally opposite, the the complete opposite of what Obama tried to do for eight years. President Trump's victory changed everything for the american left it changed their path toward bigger more collectivized government in washington it changed their path toward abandoning american sovereignty and embracing world globalism and global government or un you know becoming part of a bigger part of the un international community and less committed to america as unique and special extraordinary country So during the first three years of President Trump's presidency, he managed to do a huge portion of that agenda while entirely the entire time he was under assault from the American left, from the DOJ, the FBI, from the investigation ongoing from the moment he took office, the investigation ongoing, filling headlines. Every single conversation he ever had with anyone being examined, people being having to give depositions, give answers to the FBI, the investigation, the Mueller investigation went on for a multi-million, you know, hundreds of thousands of deposition hours, thousands of witnesses digging, 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 digging to find something, something to tie President Trump to this farce that they, the DOJ, FBI, had made up to start with. The whole Trump-Russia collusion, this is what we live with in this country for the first three years under President Trump. We lived under the cloud the Democrats intentionally put over his head with the accusation that somehow beneath it all someplace he was actually involved in collusion with Russia. And we discovered after all that money and all that time and finally Mueller had to say uncle, his investigation, I say, uncle, you know what, actually, there's nothing to this. This is pretty much what the Mueller report was a big, giant uncle to the left saying, sorry, there's nothing here. We've turned over every stone. We've dug up every witness. We have threatened witnesses. We have what they did to Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. They have entrapped people. They've made things up. They have arm twisted. They have they have engaged in the most egregious behavior worthy of the KGB, not of the American law enforcement agencies. And we're finally getting to the point where justice appears to be on the horizon. We are not there yet. The next several months are going to be monstrously, enormously important. They're going to be monstrously threatening to the American left who is still hoping somehow they're going to emerge from this entire attack on Trump without having anyone on the left hurt. They thought somehow, we'll get through all this and we'll say, okay, never mind, we we, you know, we agree, Mueller report found nothing. But they didn't think there'd be culpability for all the players at the various high levels of this country. Clapper would be a big one, Brennan would be a big one, Comey, struck page mccabe rosenstein you can go on on with all these people the left never thought the day of justice would come they thought the very most at the very most we're going to have to say okay we couldn't find proof of the collusion we still think it happened but we couldn't find any proof but what's coming out now and and i'm going to just you know this this is so huge what's happening this is country changing if we can insist as a people Insist as a nation, we will get to the bottom of this. We are going to get and dig out all the facts and all the players and all the conduct. And we're going to investigate and we're going to seek indictments and we're going to get indictments and we're going to prosecute and put people in jail. It is the only answer if we ever want to have the rule of law in this country again. So down to Obama, and what they have uncovered about him. The big thing, the big date everyone's tying to uh, and pointing to is a meeting in the Oval Office, January 5th. So now January 5th of 2017, so Obama's still president. Trump's going to come out on January 21st. So you have in the Oval Office a meeting with Obama, numerous other officials, and in his administration, DOJ officials, who now it turns out, as their depositions are being exposed, more documents coming out, they were actually surprised to learn that in that meeting, Obama already knew about the conversation between lieutenant general michael flynn and the russian ambassador which by the way there was nothing wrong with but he knew about it and which then people even at the meeting were thinking or thinking or reporting afterwards i kind of why why did he know that Why, why would he have anything to do with that you know flynn wasn't wasn't working at that point for obama why does obama know about this but obama was on top of it very aware of it. This is one reason people are saying, why in the world was he tuned into this? At what level did he recognize uh, what the FBI and the DOJ were about to try to do to Michael Flynn? So his involvement just could not be more important and really more threatening of anything to the American left. The idea, their icon Obama was somehow in the middle of this and that somehow now the forces of seeking truth Inside the DOJ, Attorney General Barr and U.S. Attorney Durham are, are digging and digging. And the idea they're going to get to Obama is rattling them more than you can possibly imagine. They cannot believe their guy is, is going to have uh, is, is possibly implicated. The other big thing that came out of these documents that we were I was talking about were released and just uh, much to the horror of Adam Schiff, who was trying to prevent them ever being released Is that Adam Schiff, because he was chairing this whole effort, he's holding these secret depositions, he was aware as it went on, as they're doing their investigating on the House side, he was aware that nobody they talked to, no witness they could come up with, nobody they talked to had any evidence, had any evidence of this Russia-Trump collusion story. That's what he was being told in different words by different people. Everybody's saying, you know, we didn't really find anything. I mean, you know, we look, we look, we didn't really find anything. They're telling you that all these top Obama officials told the House, told them, that we don't we're not finding anything and you know we, we've looked and they, they use you know dicey words careful words you use when you are well trained and you're giving testimony under oath so you kind of hedge you're not that i recall the best the, no clear no empirical evidence blah 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 end of the day I, i'll just give you one example former u.s ambassador to the united nations samantha power power according to the transcript of her interview which she gave to the house she says I'm not in possession of anything. I'm not in possession and didn't read or absorb information that came out from the Intelligence Committee. Asked again, you're not aware of any information related to Trump-Russia collusion? No, I, I'm not aware of anything. You have a former Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, testified in 2017. Um, I never saw any direct empirical evidence that the Trump campaign or someone in it was plotting or conspiring with the Russians to meddle with the election. I can keep reading statements, but I'm telling you what is so helpful to the good guys, helpful to the cause of truth, and deadly to the Democrat party, is it's becoming increasingly clear they knew, they knew there was nothing to this collusion hoax. There was just nothing to it. The people they called in for all their secret testimony... They had they're they're all saying essentially the same thing. Um, she had, former Attorney General Loretta Lynch said she didn't recall being briefed up um, up to one. Up, any of this being briefed up to me. I can't say if any evidence existed or not. All these people are telling the Democrats in the House, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. And yet, only now in 2020, as we're now months away from an election, this being forced out again, not by a shred of integrity on in the part of Adam Schiff or any Democrat in Washington. They were forced to release this because acting DNI um, told them, if he, uh, if he Grinnell, told them, if you don't release it, this is, he had to threaten Schiff and say, if you don't release this, I will. I mean, this is. This is what it took to get the Democrats to tell the American people the truth. One other thing I want to uh, hit on, on this um, whole long point and whole long segment is, just as I was saying earlier, people saying they're kind of tired of all these investigations, tired of accusations and scandals. And, you know, the left comes up with these all day long and we investigate and we investigate and we investigate. There's nothing to it, nothing to it. But somehow we are not able as a country to ever hold anyone on the left accountable for the garbage they create as false scandals. They're never held accountable, never. And I'm gonna to get to that point in a minute and talking about the left's fury uh, at all of this because they, you know, it's it astonishing the level of anger they're expressing that like they're just outraged. How could anyone, how could this be happening? But what the left is really saying is they are just aghast and horrified that truth is coming out, and they thought they had everything covered. They thought they had it all covered, so none of it's gonna come out, and we're going to, folks, in the next few months, it's gonna be, it is gonna be, I don't wanna say break out your popcorn, because that sounds like it's fun. It is, it's serious, it's intense, it's the difference between having America or not America. Have a rule of law or no rule at all. If these people are not held accountable, it means we surrender the rule of law for the rest of time in America. This cannot be the one big giant pass we give to the left, even including Obama, just because we want to keep peace or because it's an election year, we don't want to be pilloried by the media. We have to decide that truth matters more than anything. And I think, I think that Attorney General Barr, U.S. Attorney Durham are getting to the bottom of this. Thank God. But there is a... Um, a lot of more more questions to come out, information to come out about what Obama knew, um, and it's really going to be vitally, vitally important that we insist on. We're not tired of it. We don't want the, anyone to abandon this effort. We're in this for the whole, the whole nine yards, the whole truth. So that's about on wrap up. And Obama, what Obama knew when he knew it, we'll probably find more in the next few weeks. It all matters. But I'm going to turn now and talk about this Flynn case and the kind of the um, fallout of it all. Uh, And I've called this the left's fury and the GOP's flop. You know, we talked about, I think last Thursday in the show, we talked about the kind of information that is now finally available because of the incredible determination and relentless insistence by the attorney for Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Sidney Powell, at not giving in, not surrendering, I'm going to get to the truth, keeps filing motions, keeps pushing. She finally got the documents released. And again, to be clear, do not for a moment delude yourselves that these high-level people inside the DOJ and FBI suddenly found virtue, suddenly found integrity, and finally released things that they should have released months ago. The things that were released by the FBI that led to the dropping of all the charges against Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, those are documents they had all along. And no one inside the DOJ found the integrity, the internal, I gotta do the right thing, and turn them over. They were turned over because Attorney General Barr brought in a special US attorney to review the documents. This is a guy, Jensen, and said, you know what, who's from Missouri, US Attorney Jensen, who reviewed all these documents and said to the FBI, you have to turn these over. You can't just hide them here. And so when they were turned over, you know, all um, you can say freedom broke loose. All liberty broke loose in Washington because what we all learned was what Attorney General, um, what we learned from it was from Sidney Powell. she been saying from, from Lieutenant General Michael Flynn had been saying they he was innocent. You found the things that Sidney Powell's been saying to be proven by the documents they finally were forced to produce, not due to integrity, but due to Jensen being hired by Attorney General Barr to come in, review the documents, and say, dang, this is what they really had all along. I'll remind you, those documents included the statements on the written, the handwritten notes on the side. Um, of the entire uh, uh, a meeting related to Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, in which the assistant director of counterintelligence, Priestap, I think it's Bill Priestap, had written notes on this side. What is our goal? Truth slash admission or to get them to lie so we can prosecute them or get them fired? And then he goes on talking about that they're that they're playing games, acknowledging that they're playing games. There also was discovery that came out that showed that the uh, attorney, uh, Lisa Page, was playing games with the idea of when do we have to let him know, him, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, know that actually he's under investigation. She was trying to say, can we kind of slip in a- in the beginning, kind of a general, hey, by the way, you realize if anything you say is, is you know not honest, you can be prosecuted. She was trying to set up the entire interview of Flynn to make it so that. Flynn felt comfortable. You know, we finally have President Trump as President. Flynn is his his um national security advisor. He feels like he's dealing with the Trump administration, the Trump DOJ. He's friendly answering questions and not told, not given the transcript of the recorded conversation that he made and not give not notified at the start that you are a target investigation. So you had, Plain as day in handwritten notes by the Assistant Director of Counterintelligence, PreStap, acknowledging that the FBI was setting up Michael Flynn. This is the only reason that the court is going to be forced to dismiss all the charges against Michael Flynn because the DOJ, in their own handwriting, the DOJ's office, in their own handwriting, put down, yeah, we're, we're kind of playing games. Now, some people are, are hypothecating that maybe prestap wasn't part of the conspiracy. Maybe he was writing notes down, kind of questioning what he's hearing. He's sitting around listening to Page and Strzok and others and thinking... This doesn't really sound right. I'm kind of questioning what they're doing. I'm going to write down in my little notes here. You know, what's our goal? He may not. He may actually have been innocent and and kind of shocked by what he was hearing. That that's in the realm of possible. But anyway, this is what this is where we what we got. And so then I'm turning to my left theory. Let me just read you some of the beyond idiotic statements from the American left in response to this announcement that the U. S. that the uh, DOJ is dropping charges against Flynn. Let me start with, by the way, going back to what you heard President Obama say. You heard President Obama in a, you know, a secretly released. He actually wants everyone to see it. That's why he released it. But you have Obama saying this is, this is unprecedented. You know, we can go into all sorts of danger in this country, the loss so of the rule of law. You know, I can't believe a guy who's pled guilty uh, to perjury is just going to be a lot... No one had a chance in that conversation because he's just, you know, blathering on the phone to supporters to say, how do you account for what pre wrote? How do you account for what Lisa Page said? How do you account for all of the evidence we now have that they set up this guy? You have Obama just... Doing the Democrat talking points, do the protect my legacy talking points, do the protect the possibility that my wife can be my wife can be president someday talking points. These are the kind of things that motivate Obama. But others are involved. For example, Representative Nadler, you know, the Democrat representative in Congress, uh, chair of the Judiciary Committee, and he is beside himself, says he, that the Department of Justice would drop charges against Flynn. Again, So he spews and sputters and puts out tweets. you know, he, he's the rest sure we're gonna get to the, uh, reschedule this hearing. Um, it's, it's an outrage. And he puts Flynn and then in all caps, which in tweets is supposed to symbolize your yelling, Flynn, pleaded guilty to lying to investigators. The evidence against him is overwhelming. Now a politicized DOJ is dropping the case. The decision to overrule the special counsel is is without precedent and warrants an immediate explanation. Other people on the Democrat side, uh, Elizabeth Warren, she who would have been president, calling for Attorney General Barr to step down. People, this is like, this is one of the points I try to talk about in the show. We lose, often, we lose sight of the idea that truth Exists. Warren, Senator Warren, Nadler, all these leftists complaining that that the DOJ essentially caught with his hands in the cookie jar, caught handwriting, gee, we're playing games, we're screwing around with this guy, we're setting him up, we're entrapping him, we're framing him. In their own words, they're writing these kinds of things. And the Democrats are complaining how dare they let this guy off just because he was being set up. That's ridiculous. And I want to get it encouraging you to understand we have to start saying truth exists, Nadler. There's not going to be one media person in Washington who will ever say to Nadler, well, how do you account for the notes that Bill Priestap wrote right on the FBI documents? How do you account for the emails between Page and Struck in which she's you know she's slimily trying to set up a way to give the warning they're supposed to give without having Lieutenant General Michael Flynn realize it's a warning. I mean, no one ever asks these people. They get to spew and spout and and, and act like they're so indignant, and, and it's just beyond beyond the pale. This guy should possibly get off with their own their own allies in the DOJ set up. Flynn and they're they're upset because somebody finally figured it out and finally said hey you know what this isn't right we don't do this in this country Nadler among others having a meltdown but I want to turn the other uh, kind of name I gave this segment is the GOP's flop I just want to say this about this it is true that since 2018 the Democrats have had majority control of the house so any hearing Any witnesses, the Dems had control of everything, as we saw during the completely ridiculous, baseless, without any reason at all, zero evidence impeachment effort against President Trump. But the Republicans, because they don't have control of the House, can't really do the things they want to do once the Democrats got control. They won the 2018 midterms, got control of the House. But the Republicans had the majority in the House, the first two years of the Trump administration, which leads me to a, a clip I want to ask you to listen to. This is Matt Gates. He's a Republican congressman from Florida, and he's talking about all this that we've been talking about, but he's pointing out something about the GOP that I want to make the point after you hear what Matt Gates had to say about what did we do when we had power? What did we do?
1: Uh, Devin Nunez is a patriot, and I'm glad you went through Trey Gowdy's exquisite t- questions in 2017 to these corrupt officials. I guess my question, Sean, would be, why was it then in May, late May of 2018 that Trey Gowdy went on Martha McCallum's show and said that the FBI did exactly what all of our fellow Americans would have wanted them to do and that uh, it had nothing to do with Donald Trump? Both of those things have now been proven to be not true. And it seems that Gowdy's brilliant lawyering back in 2017 that we're only Able to see now proves those two statements untrue the number one question i get asked from americans is why no one has gone to jail and been held accountable unfortunately when nunez and meadows and jordan and i wanted subpoena power it was paul ryan and trey gowdy that wouldn't give us that subpoena power democrats sent out hundreds of subpoenas when we had control and could have run this to ground in 2017 mistake. we didn't send out a single subpoena not one and that's a failure of our republican leadership
0: Okay, that's a nice way i saying it. That's a failure of the Republican leadership. He mentions two people, Paul Ryan and Trey Gowdy. And I want to focus on Paul Ryan right now. Paul Ryan, at the time, all of what you were just hearing was transpiring, we, the Republican side, had the majority in the U.S. House. Paul Ryan was majority leader. He, of anyone if you wanted to have the uh, the power, you wanted the power to be used, you wanted to have the Republicans come forward and be strong and come to the defense of President Trump, you would have issued subpoenas. You would have, for those two years in there, 17 and 18, before the Democrats won control, Republicans could have issued mountains of subpoenas. They could have gotten to the bottom of this during the time the Republicans had the majority. And you can say, okay, maybe Paul Ryan is just a big institutional guy and he did not want to call into question the integrity of the Department of Justice. He didn't want to call into question the integrity of the FBI or the CIA or the NSA. Maybe all of those institutions in Washington, which it now turns out were complicit in the effort to take down Trump. Maybe when you're Paul Ryan you say that the damage institutionally to this country is too great that if we bring in if we start to issue subpoenas and call in people from these very prestigious you know high level highest law enforcement level of our country people in call them before the house ask them what the heck is going on what are you doing what's happening with this why are you going after this why is this happening that maybe you as Paul Ryan can excuse your decision not to do that because you're saying, look, I may be Speaker of the House, I may be Republican, but I stand for the whole of the US government and I wanna stand strong with our government and I don't wanna damage the intu- institutional reputation or integrity of the uh, all, all these organizations. Maybe he gets a pass for that. I don't think he does because I don't think that even in that job, in that position, that you can overlook lawlessness and corruption at the level it was happening, evident even then, and say, well, but we still can't expose it because that might make everything everybody look bad and we don't want to hurt the country, so that's bad. Maybe, though, if you're in the camp that says, okay, Paul Ryan, you know, he's trying to be a defender of all and he's trying not to upset the apple cart, but then why is Paul Ryan silent now? Why? He's not in government. He's a a Fox board member. I mean, he has no reason to not be speaking up, screaming from the rooftops at this point, I, Paul Ryan, screwed up. I should never have allowed this to go on during the time where Republicans had the majority in the House. And we could have we could have dived in. We could have dug in. We could have found all this out. Then we could have spared the country. The Mueller investigation. We could have spared the country. All this garbage we've been through for three years. If you're Paul Ryan, you had that ability and you decided not to at the time. But why is he silent now? Why? Why? It is, it is inexcusable. It is the, and, and folks, I, you know, some of my listeners, you may, you maybe think Paul Ryan was a greatest thing since sliced bread. I've never liked him that much. I think he's squirmy. I think he is very best moderate. I think he was grooming himself for a potential future run for president. I think that he thought it was unseemly to get down in the mud to get down and fight against the radical left in this country that was trying to destroy president trump i think president trump's audaciousness his you know kind of he he's just the bulldog in the china shop he is going to speak up and he's going to say what's true and he's not going to relent and he was willing to do he president trump willing to do major shifts in policy in this country major writing of the ship in this country major getting us steering us away from the iceberg getting us back on course as a country rooted in freedom. That's what President Trump ran on. That's what he did. And that kind of solid, rock solid, pro-America, pro-Constitution, pro-strong America, that doesn't sit well with the cocktail set in Washington. It doesn't sit well with the people who want to pretend that in Washington it's filled with Democrats and Republicans and we're all just one big happy family and we have policy disputes and we have we see who wins the most votes and we make policies and we move forward that insidious and idiotic vision of what's happening in Washington. But people like to think and pretend that's what's happening in Washington that we really just have two political parties um, and you know we have differences but we rock, we rock and roll forward we solve our problems. America has been watching and our eyes were opened during the eight years of the Obama administration, and some of us who simply live and breathe politics, longer than that, with the idea that the left in this country is radically left. The Democrat Party, even though most of them don't put socialists next to their name, most of their candidates and elected officials, their policies are socialist. their policies are radical, and socialists and leftists and radicals and Marxists and collectivists they always function the same way they push and push and push and push to get more power and anything that has to be done to get that power is always okay with them the ends always justify the means and so there's no it's a facade it's a pretend in washington that we have a democrat party that is really part of the whole american dream the whole american uh you know vision of the founding of america and the rights of individuals to live in freedom and the right to have a free market and a free economy We and and people to live in freedom and not have a collectivist Marxist government in Washington grabbing power away. Americans are awake to the fact that that Democrat party is long gone. Paul Ryan should have been awake to the idea that the radical left has taken over the Democrat party. He should have been willing to get down in the mud and fight. He should have been willing back then to say, We're going to dig in at every level we see wrongdoing, everything they're doing, cooking up this garbage against President Trump, cooking up this Trump-Russia collusion, all of it, all of it coming out of the left and the left determination to try to find something to sully President Trump and Paul Ryan decided it was more important to save the institutions in his worldview, which are now, by the way, sullied and ruined. FBI, DOJ, NSA, CIA, they all need a massive cleaning out, and America can see this now. Paul Ryan thought it was safer to be a party guy, to be the you know the guy who's still invited to all the cocktail parties and still understands both sides and still doesn't really want to be rattling things because after all you know President Trump he's kind of unseemly he doesn't behave like the rest of the uh, you know the senatorial decorum crowd that they think they're so they're they're so above everybody else Paul Ryan was a coward he didn't lead he didn't fight and he let this just egregious unjustified attack against President Trump roll and roll and roll along. It is finally time. And and Trey Gowdy, I have to get to him another day because I'm almost out of time. But Trey Gowdy is not much better. Fiery in his cross-examining, I'll give him that. He is really smart. But, you know, we have many people we talk about on this show. You can do all the fiery cross-examining and insightful questions and incisive summary of facts. and You're blasting people in the Benghazi hearings. But nothing. Nothing comes of it. So you just kind of get your air time and show everybody how really smart you are at asking really, really tough questions. But nothing comes of it. It is time in this country to fight for what America stands for. That's why Trump won. That's why the left came after him because Trump does stand for what America is. And this is why the American people are now so relieved and they feel like we're finally going to get truth coming out of Washington, coming out about the the just just dis- dis- complete destruction of integrity inside the FBI and DOJ and CIA, and NSA, all of it's coming out. And that's the only way, my friends, we can restore America. I close out every show by telling you again, why the facts we talked about today matter to you. And we're almost out of time. So I'm going to tell you why the facts we talked about today matter to you on Obamagate. A Trump tweet launched the term Obamagate. America has long stayed away from legal harassment of past presidents, generally considered the behavior of banana republics, not America. However, Barack Obama is not plainly implicated as a possible ringleader of the attempt to frame Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, which was the critical beginning element of the Russia collusion hoax that was intended to take out President Trump. In other words, Barack Obama is implicated in a coup attempt against President Trump. There must be questions asked and accountability imposed. A coup against a duly elected president is still a crime in America. It's a crime against America. And about what Obama knew and when he knew it, the meeting January 5th, 2017, a new day of infamy. Meeting is prior to Trump's inauguration in the the Oval Office. Obama, Biden, Brennan, Clapper, Comey, Yates, Rice in attendance, which means President, Vice President, Directors of the CIA, DNI, FBI, and the Assistant Attorney General, National Security Advisor. This is the pinnacle of the Obama administration power structure sitting in his office January 2017. Obama already knew of the phone call, of the Flynn phone call. How did he know? CIA, FBI, with the Russian diplomat. <clears throat> Obama already knew there was nothing wrong with the call he has a transcript he can see there was nothing wrong with it a Flynn investigation recently determined by field agents to have turned up no derogatory information and ready to be closed there's the whole other piece they were ready to close it until Strzok came along and said no we're going to reopen and thereafter reopen the setup interview of Flynn followed on January 24th what did he know and when did he know it answers are already are not good for Obama. And then on Flynn, let us, the left's fury and the GOP's flop. And actually a lot of talk about Attorney General Barr is incriminated or maybe he should have to step down. Dismissing charges against an innocent three-star American general framed by the FBI and unlawfully coerced by Mueller into a plea deal undermines The rule of law and the idea that you're dismissing charges is supposed to be undermining the rule of law it's upholding the rule of law the absence of shame or apology at the outrage of now confirmed fbi behavior raises troublesome questions about the media is hate trump worth destroying the rule of law or were they accomplices to the coup about former gop speaker paul ryan if he initially balked at helping Trump, because he believed the institutions of the DOJ and FBI were more important than Trump. Why isn't he uh, publicly outraged now? Where is Paul Ryan now? The weeks ahead are going to be powerfully revealing about government corruption, and finally, Schiff's demonic dishonesty. People, I could have played a clip, I mean a series of clips, the number of times Schiff lied lied and lied and lied and lied and lied to America, claiming Oh, I've seen all these documents. You can't believe oh, there's evidence just out there all over the place about Trump-Russia collusion. And the documents finally released last week show there was nothing to it. Congressman Adam Schiff's repeated public lies as to the non-evidence of Russia collusion by Trump kept America rolled for three plus years. Shifts were not mistakes of interpretation. They were knowing lies, and they were deeply damaging to America. That Schiff remains in good standing with the Democrat Party, remains as chair of the House Intelligence Committee under Speaker Pelosi should deeply disturb all Americans. Partisanship is expected and okay, but multiple publicly stated lies in furtherance of a coup attempt, not okay. Criminal accountability ought to be imposed on Schiff. And that, my friends, is my show for today. This is America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiadis. Thanks so much for listening every Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time, where I always talk truth about America because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time.
3: America, can
1: we talk truth about America? Can you